0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X Studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Valley Business Radio, spotlighting the valley's best businesses and the people
1: who lead them. Hello, and welcome to Valley Business Radio, where we tell the stories that traditional media tends to ignore and help connect you to the right people. I'm your host, Dr. Adrian McIntyre, and I'm joined in the studio today by Abby Fink, publisher of the Arizona 100. Welcome, Abby.
0: Hello. How are you?
1: These are some of my favorite episodes of the month where we get to hear a preview of what's coming up in the next edition of the Arizona 100. There's always interesting stories from throughout the state. What are we going to hear about or read about in the next issue?
0: Well, thank you for asking and and happy fall, by the way.
1: It it is. You you had your first pumpkin flavored thing.
0: I did. It's still iced because it's still not exactly fall, but it's fall. So I felt it was time to make the switch.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. This is. Uh, it seems like we've turned a corner, and the um, the hundred plus degree heat for the duration of the year, we now get to enjoy living here.
0: Yeah, this is the reason. This is the reason people come to Arizona, and that's actually one of our first stories is about our friends in Canada who have really made a boost to the economic um, vibrancy of the state of Arizona. You know, we we see an influx of snowbirds this time of year, right, when they're ex- starting to experience colder weather around the world and around the country, and we get the beautiful 80-degree weather. Well, our Canadian friends are expected to add $1.4 billion, billion with a B, dollars to our um, economy each year as they come to Arizona to spend the winter.
1: That's more than a drop in the bucket. More. That's a significant investment.
0: More. And there's... a. Uh, roughly about a hundred thousand Canadians that call Arizona home in the in the winter time um, they're making investments in real estate they're spending their money in our stores and in our restaurants and our hotels and they are really a key to our economy and and much like the rest of the um, this time of year in Arizona we see an influx of um, tourists and such but we have some regular winter visitors that make Arizona home and we'll bring those Canadians back each year. Look forward to having them.
1: There was an article that came out a few months, maybe last year. I don't remember when it was, to be perfectly frank. And uh, But it explained the history of the Arizona-Canada relationship. It was much older than I had expected. And the point of the article was that the evolution of Phoenix as a modern metropolitan center has been directly related to to Canadian companies, Canadian visitors since the 50s this is more than just a casual Um, recent phenomenon.
0: Making an investment here in Arizona, which we appreciate. And that's what we're happy to have them here. And of course, when you add more people, we always want to be looking at what we can do in terms of the job market here. And CarMax um, is opening up a new center in Tempe, Arizona, with expecting about 430 new jobs to be created. That's coming on board towards the end of this calendar year. Um, I don't know if you know CarMax, but it's kind of a standalone, state-of-the-art facility, another option in your car buying experience. And um, they're offering jobs upwards of $22 an hour for their car consultants. So if you're looking for a second career or something to supplement your income, that might be a great place to take a look.
1: You know, it's, it's always interesting to me when people innovate and evolve things around pain points. And for so long, for so many, the the experience of buying a car has been less than ideal. Carmax, one of the very well established Fortune 500 companies, that has created a customer focused car buying experience. So this is fun, and right. uh, creating jobs is always a good thing.
0: Always a good thing, you know. And again, when when it stimulates our economy and brings others here, it's always a good thing. So in that same vein, with with growth and and expansion, Chase Building Team, one of the um, valleys. Renowned uh, construction and building companies is opened up a new headquarters in Tempe, and they are really setting up um, to be the best practices when it comes to sustainable building, um, lead lead certified, and and really trying to create this green building concept. So they've opened up a 17,000 square foot headquarters in Tempe um, with all the high efficiency, energy efficiency uh, services and offerings there. And and much of what they are doing in their own corporate building is what they're offering out to their various clients. So if you're in the place in the Valley where you're looking to, really anywhere in the state, if you're looking to uh, build onto your business, they might be a great partner for you in that um, building process.
1: It's always great to see Companies that walk their talk and certainly the idea of uh, a a leading building, sustainable building uh, firm taking a very dated 1970s office building and repurposing it with all of the things from, you know, energy to uh, daylight harvesting, passive cooling, all this nerdy, wonderful stuff. Uh, and and that's now their own headquarters,
0: right. well, and 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 I think Arizona is really taking the the lead when it comes to things like sustainability and green. And one of the you know resources we have to pay a lot of attention to is water. You know we we are in a a desert environment, and water is certainly um, a a scarce resource for for a lot of us. And uh, what we're hearing from some of our folks at Global Water is that although water is a finite resource, there are things that we can be doing to um, help that that circumstances, be smarter consumers of water, both as a, as a personal in our own homes and of course business-wise is what we're doing. And if we can all kind of bond together and think about ways to be smart about our water usage. Um, both from, again, the personal perspective, the businesses, our government partners, we're gonna start to see um, Arizona leading the way in that water management circumstances. So um, we need to be smart about what we're doing when we're doing our building and, and when we're growing our economy and such and thinking about the resources that we have available. So there's some information from our um, partner over at Global Water that will talk a little bit about what what we can do to be smart when it comes to water. Marvelous. And um, also in the growth and expansion, um, a longtime uh, business here in the Valley, Washington Federal Bank, uh, they're actually a hundred year old plus organization, has um, changed their name. They are now uh, referring to themselves as Wafed Bank. Um, it's kind of based on a uh, year's worth of research with their clients and customers and, and really how they were being referred to and really a digital first approach to their business model. And um, you know the business itself has not changed. The same great people are still there. They're just uh, changing the way they're being referred to in the marketplace. So Wafed Bank, formerly Washington Federal Bank.
1: You know, we've had some folks from Washington Federal here on the program, Valley Business Radio, and this is one of the things that I really enjoyed hearing about from them is the way in which they're really straddling uh, tradition, being a very community-oriented bank. They're still committed to retail banking, you know, places where you can go and talk to a human being, but they're also innovating forward into the the digital era that we now live in.
0: Well, and as we become that kind of economy, right, as businesses are developing and they're, they're Locating in places and such, it's not um, always necessary to have a physical location. And so, uh, the banking industry is one of those um, partners that all businesses need. And to accommodate what the customer needs is really where they're headed with that with that uh, that change across the the business model. So we will watch new signs come up over town. Um, Washington Federal, now known as WaFed Bank. And let's go a little bit to the north and talk about what's happening in Flagstaff. Um, There is a new community opening in Flagstaff called Civitas Senior Living. Uh, They're based out of Fort Worth, Texas, and they are going to be opening a senior living community in Flagstaff. Uh, It will be referred to as the Bluffs of of Flagstaff, and it's set to open in February of 2021. So a little bit away from now, but they are um, looking at building that location there in Flagstaff. It's about 210,000 square feet with independent living, assisted living, and memory care apartments available. They're expecting about 200, 204 residents to um, move in there when they are fully operational in February of 2021.
1: Yeah, it's another area of of really taking care of ourselves and our families, and 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 so on. That is really important. Finding uh, new and better ways to address the aging population and provide wonderful lifestyle experiences for people, regardless of whether they are able to live independently or not. That's very good news.
0: So, have you ever been to the Lowell Observatory?
1: I have. My kids love it. We have gone up there for their summer camp, um, which you know happened every. Uh, once a month and we've done it. Yeah, we've been there many times. It's a great, great place.
0: Well, you're going to have to go check it out because they've added six new telescopes to their observation deck and uh, they will be opening October 5th. Um, with some new ex, um, educational exhibits and really creating them as the pu- premier public astronomy destination of the world, right here in Arizona.
1: You know, I had forgotten all about that. But the last time we were up there, it's been a while. Uh, that we we used to like to take a little picnic and go up to the top of the hill. There's a trail that goes up from behind the main buildings, and uh, and I remember that that project was just starting. So it would be good to go back and see how it's. Come together.
0: Sounds like a little field trip for the family.
1: We're going to do it.
0: So, our um, in the um, state of Arizona, many of the tribal communities um, offer Indian gaming on the reservations, and as part of their compact, uh, they have uh, voluntarily agreed to make a contribution um, to various community organizations, cities, towns, counties, nonprofits, et cetera, as part of the revenue that they generate from their gaming compact. And the Pasquayaki tribe in Tucson uh, recently awarded um, $283,000 to about 14 organizations in the Tucson area. Um, their reservation also includes parts of Guadalupe and so there were a few organizations there that received funding as well it amounts to approximately 12 percent of the um, annual contribution that's required from that compact um, but it's an opportunity for the tribes to give back to the community and show their um, their community support um, over the years it's part of their gaming compact and and we're Excited to know that there's some really well-meaning organizations in the, in the community that benefited from that contribution.
1: This is certainly something, although I grew up in Southern California, where there are also some uh, tribal gaming operations in various places, but this is something I've really come to learn more about having relocated here six years ago and started to r- realize through conversations you know, here in the studio, the degree to which tribal gaming is a force for economic development. Um, that that impacts obviously the communities on the reservations, but also spills off and benefits communities in the surrounding areas. And it's it's a it's a really nice blend of uh, the things that matter most, from entertainment all the way through to education and empowerment and all of that. So it's Correct. it's very cool to hear about that. Right,
0: and that and I think you're you're absolutely right. It's it it is definitely from an economic perspective, um, the opportunity for the the tribes to grow and thrive and provide for their own communities, but. Being able to support the surrounding communities because they are, a, you know, they, they do live here and share resources and such. So, um, you know, Pascoyaki and others across the state are doing that. So it's really nice to see that and, and has been that situation for uh, close to 30 years that we've had gaming here in the state of Arizona. But one of the things about um, Arizona, and we've talked about this um, in other uh, conversations, is really the philanthropic nature of many of our community citizens and supporting a a variety of worthwhile organizations. And one such philanthropist, her name is Doris Norton, has donated $5 million um, to Creighton University in partnership with Dignity Health St. Joseph's Hospital and Medical Center to support um, a, the future of medicine in Arizona. It is going to fund um, an additional campus, a health sciences campus here in the Phoenix area, about 180,000 square feet, expected to open in 2021. Uh, which will serve about 900 students, and then the remaining $2 million will go to an endowment scholarship for uh, the Creighton students too that are entering the nursing field. So, you know, we know that nursing is a shortage in our communities, and this is an incredible investment to help. Um, at least here in the state of Arizona, uh, change that dynamic and give opportunities for for folks to go into the to the nursing field. So we're grateful for Ms. Norton's contribution, and uh, we look forward to seeing that campus in our downtown area in 2021.
1: Yeah, they will certainly benefit so many people, from the professionals who experience the training to the people who benefit from their expertise. That's a it's a really heartwarming thing to contribute to.
0: Yes, it's always nice to hear about the local philanthropists that are doing good in our community. And a Arizona 100 would not be complete if we did not talk about some of our restaurants and hospitality um, offerings that are opening up. So for those of you in the Tucson area, a new funky and charming hotel is opening up called the Downtown Clifton. Um, It's going to be expanding here in October, adding about 22 rooms, um, a new kitchen and bar, And uh, from what they tell us, it's going to be the spot to be in downtown Tucson. So check that out. Some new architecture and design and really um, paying uh, homage to the Mexican tradition of the area and Tucson's longstanding heritage. So we'll look forward to checking that out next time we're in Tucson.
1: It's another field trip.
0: Another field trip. And if we want to stay a little bit closer to home, uh, the Phoenix Beer Company, which opened uh, in the late summer, with three locations now, so they are, um, you know, bringing the the brewing concepts here that we're getting so um, so much praise for here in Arizona, and the Phoenix Beer Company is um, bringing their their fabulous brews to three different locations across the valley.
1: You know, there's a there's a thriving uh, craft brewing scene here. In addition to good wine and other things, uh, people who appreciate local, people who, uh, who uh, uh, you know, connoisseurs or, you know, even beginners who are beer curious and want to know more than just what they can get in the grocery store. Uh, there's a lot of great resources around here and uh, the PHX Beer Co. would be a great place to go, Phoenix Ale Brewery and all the, right. all the other things.
0: You know, that's one of the amazing things is we've been, you know, we're little about about a year and a half now into producing the the Arizona 100 and the amazing stories of the businesses and entrepreneurs that we have in our state that are you know making this kind of investment and in, and in growing their businesses here and and the the impact that that has not only on that that community that they're in but really setting Arizona up as this incredible place to you know to grow a business bring your family raise your family and all of these different offerings really give that that quality of life that, you know, those of us that have been here certainly know and, and believe in, but anyone that's thinking about coming, it's you, it's all there for
1: you. Well, as we have these conversations, this preview uh, episode e- twice a month, it's very eye-opening for me as a relatively recent transplant. I mean, this was our seventh summer um, and it's just the Arizona 100 provides such an interesting lens into communities and businesses and nonprofits and so many different things throughout the state of Arizona. It's a unique publication, 100-word uh, stories or 100-second videos. It comes out twice a month. Where do people subscribe to the Arizona 100? It's free. And how do they contribute stories that they may be hearing that they want to possibly see in the Arizona 100?
0: Sure. Well, you can subscribe online at thearizona100.com. It is a uh, twice-monthly email newsletter that you'll get on the second and fourth Thursday of each month. And if you have information that you think we should know that might make a good feature, then you will send us an email to editor at thearizona100.com and our uh, writing team will take a look at that. And if we can fit that information in, in a hundred words with a photo or a hundred second video, then we will be happy to include your business or or your nonprofit or your organization as part of our our next issue. So again, it's thearizona100.com and all the information you need will be right there.
1: Marvelous. Abby Fink, publisher of the Arizona 100, Thank you for joining us here in the studio today. Thank you. For all of us here at Business Radio X, this is Dr. Adrian McIntyre, and we'll see you next time on Valley Business Radio.